Well, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuri, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of February 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Oh, Genki, indeed. How's everyone? What have we been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't been listening to too much. I am doing well, but uh, the only thing I've really been listening to is this week's MC, which we will get to. Other than that, I've been listening to, I'm still listening to a little bit of How Cali. Uh, I'm really enjoying their 2004 album. And other than that, I've just, I haven't really been listening to too, too much. I did listen to a little bit of Dice the other day, but not, not like it was like a song, but... What have you guys been listening to? So, I've been listening to a lot of random stuff again. I'm still in my old school K-pop streak, going between that and some J-pop. I went back to Four Minutes Japanese discography and then cried because I really, really miss them. And I finally got around to listening to Riri's Neo album, which is very, very solid. I still love her self-titled album, but Neo had some great songs on it. Riri did a fantastic job. I love their remix to Honey. It's just so good. And finally got to check out Cream's newest EP. They dropped Independence Day. And they released the music video for Boss. Solid track. Minami does a great job with her vocals. Heads up. Explicit lyrics. And discovered a few new artists like Comey. Her song Girls Gotta Be Proud is fantastic. I found about her on a live and never heard of her, but loved her vocals. And I started listening to Shimba again. He released some digital singles like Girlfriend and Jimmy Choo back in, last year. And I keep going back to him because his voice is just phenomenal. And also died back into Crystal K because she apparently has a cover album coming out. So I went back to some of my favorite songs by her from back in the day, like Hard to Say. And I'm going through my Apple Music of what I've been listening to because it's just been a hodgepodge, to be honest. Also was listening to a group called Idoha, who I discovered on accident, and they're like a hip-hop rap group, and they were very interesting. And they have a few, they have an album they released, or an, an album they released last year called Idoha, and it was pretty solid. Um, I can, I, I would like to listen to more of them. And went back to Kita, one of our previous music corners, because she did a concert, and it was fantastic so i went back to loving you and don't text me and her naked album i just absolutely adore her and i probably should stop here because it's just been like i said just random stuff besides mc but what have you been listening to ken uh so because of valentine's day the last couple weeks i've been like thinking or listening to a lot of listening i love songs here i got i'd listen to kimini 100% by Caddy Pami Pamu. Got Valentine's Day Kiss by Sayuri, which is also really good. I've been listening to Nishino Kana. I listened to her song Torisetsu, which is a song that I totally forgot about till the Valentine's Day, to be honest. Then you got Chisana Koi no Uta by Mongol 800, which is a great running song, in my personal opinion. So you got that. And speaking of Crystal K from Taking Off from You, Luna, I was listening to Koi ni Ochi Tara, which is also really, really good. Then I also listened to Ikimono Gakari Koi Suru no Tome. And then Sakurambo by Ayotsuka. That's a classic, to be honest. Then just a hodgepodge of things actually chocolate disco by perfume you got Hanemua Raida by pornography you got koi by hoshino gan which is really really freaking good i went on a yui cake by listening to cherry as well then dry flower by yud as well and then uh, and you were featured on this luna you got luna Hana, um haruna with her song kimi ido signal as well 
and I think that this is a track that you might like, Gray. It is called Queen of Hearts, done by Lutz. It has that jazz flair. He is a visual K singer, but he does sing in a lot of like interesting jazz style and funk style of composition. So I thought that was very interesting as well. So just a whole hodgepodge of things of Valentine's Day. So. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for the recommendation. I'll, I'll have to check them out. That makes me want to do a Valentine's Day playlist now of all the beautiful love songs. Yeah, I kind of actually did that. <laughs> I was going to share it to you guys after this, too. but Oh, I cannot wait. I love those. But, yeah, with that, let's go on to this week's topic here. And so we decided to go on this one because of the bundle releases that come out every week. We decided to talk about what... When listening, what do we actually prefer to? An actual single, an EP, or a mini album, or an actual full album? With that, let's start with you, Gray. It, it kind of just really depends on what kind of time I have, but it's very rare that I find myself really liking and enjoying singles. Like, there, Not to say that there aren't songs released in single formats that I don't enjoy or love, but I've always been one of the people where I like to sit it and forget it, if, if that makes any sense. Like, I, like I'll set my phone down and walk away. And so I, I hate that unless I sometimes I want to listen to the same song over again. But that's what the repeat button's for, you know, like I want to be able to set down my phone and then, you know, not come back for 20, 30 minutes or so. And so I usually... I think mini albums and EPs tend to fit my free time the best, like a good 30 minutes or so, but it's not that often I get a chance to listen to EPs or mini albums. Just the A lot of the artists I tend to listen to only have full albums and singles, and so I... I'll, I'll lean toward probably albums. I, I I just I do like a good album. I, I don't always get to listen to an album in a single sitting. And that was like, that's like one of the other things I really would just, I don't like, I would like to be able to experience the full album in a single setting, which again, I think mini albums are perfect for that. You know, like a good six, seven songs, that's about like all you need. And then like you have like that full experience and you you can kind of listen to something else. So, but I, 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 I would say like it just depends on the day because there are times where I do prefer the album overall, but it, it just depends. So I'll jump right into for me, I'm I'm similar. Mine is also very time based and I do do it off how much time I want to invest in an artist. And I, I feel like also not only time, it depends on if I'm already familiar with that artist or if it's someone brand new to me. And that's also another factor. If it's someone I'm very familiar with and I'm just going to drop Kotakumi, she releases a new single, I'm on that. And that is like one of those things. If it's an artist I love, I follow. A lot of times I prefer singles than waiting for an album or a mini album. And usually with some of the bigger artists, sometimes that single is one of the best songs. And even if they do drop an album, you still gravitate toward those single songs that dropped. So that's my hit on the singles. However, I will say, even if it's an artist I love, a lot of times I will love the whole album. That's not always the case. So that's kind of my, um, how do you call it? My good thing, my devil's advocate in a way. And I will say for artists that I am not familiar with, a lot of times I prefer an EP or an album because that way I get a better taste of how they are. You can't always tell how an artist is going to be from their debut single. It could take three singles before you understand their music style or what they're going for. And yes, that can be the case with an album, especially an EP or mini, but at least an EP, mini, or full album will give you a better taste of a new artist you're trying to go for because they could throw different styles in it or they could stick to one but at least you get a good feel of seven to 15 songs versus one to three so i feel like that's a big part of it also time if i'm working i prefer a whole album that way i'm not const- i'm not on my phone changing to the next 
However, I will say with phones, now you can create a playlist. So you could pick a whole list of singles to listen to. Bam, 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 bam. So it can go both ways in that aspect. I And another thing for me is a downside to albums. I will say that sometimes an album feels like a throwaway. And this coordinates with the single part. Like the artist could have four singles. Solid. Amazing. Then they drop their album. You love the single songs, but every other track feels like a throwaway. And that's happened before. I've bought albums that just felt like some songs were just throwaway songs. Or they just throw all their B-sides on the album. And then what was the point of buying the singles? So that is my issue with albums. Especially if it's an artist you buy every single from. And, you know, they put everything on that album. But I would say for me, I do, if I had to pick one, I'm going with mini albums because I feel like they're the best of both worlds for new artists and for artists you're familiar with. You get seven tracks, you know, five to seven tracks. And, you know, you get, if it's a new artist, you get a good feel for, you can get a decent feel for them. Maybe not, you know, next mini album could change something completely different. You know, with an artist you love, you still get an a mini album it's like half an album so I'm still satisfied so I would say for me it would be mini albums although I feel like Japan doesn't have as many I do feel like they're coming out more frequently especially among indie artists or artists that aren't I would say the superstars the ones that have been around forever in a day I would say mini albums are a great way to put something out and especially if you want to get your name out there. But that's along the lines I prefer that because to me it feels like the best of both worlds. So yeah, it honestly for me it depends if I'm going to try and invest in a new artist. The like you guys were saying earlier, a full album and a mini album is honestly the best way to kind of judge an artist because they try to experiment with a lot of different things especially with a full album mini albums it's it's a little bit much more concise because they kind of pick and choose of what is going to be in it it's kind of like what you were saying earlier luna about there being a filler the mini album kind of concises that a little bit more and if it was for me personally i really do like the mini album and the ep style the single if it's an artist that I know, usually singles is what I dig for sometimes, but it has to be someone familiar. And unfortunately, when you are doing singles, you only go for that top track, that top build track. You don't go for the B-side, and digital is much more for that that kind of thing. But if I were to sit down with an artist, if I were to do something outside of Music Corner or... If I want to listen to a new artist release, I'd rather have them release a mini album more than uh, anything else because you kind of get to experiment or see what they're trying to do without that much filler, so to speak. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. I You said what I was trying to compass about the filler part, like the mini album cuts it down what it needs to be, whereas an album you can have that filler. I I. I didn't think about this, but like, I, I, you know, you bringing up singles and how now with digital, there's only one track now with singles. It's like a one and done. I do miss how back in the day that they had a single with one to three tracks because some of the B-sides were forgettable, but then there are some, you got that one or two B-sides that were so phenomenal. You liked them better than the lead track. And who did that very well was Nishinokana. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say Nishinokana does that the best because her B-side tracks were songs that were used for other things. For example, one of their B-side tracks was used for like a Naruto movie, I think. But, I mean, like popular artists like that, especially with like Johnny's and stuff like that, the B-side tracks does help out a little bit more and having that physical does help. And also certain certain things with singles they like originally when odyssey did release stuff uh, for their first couple singles they had 
mini commentaries and mini shows and radio shows on the CDs for the singles, and that kind of enticed me to go get the singles a little bit more than their their album, if full album. Because by then, usually I listen to that single to death, and uh, obviously idols don't usually do mini albums all too often, so the full album is kind of set out to die, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I know what you mean about singles. Back in the day, they had those extra bonuses to entice you, and that got me to buy them. You know, they like the Kananishino ones had makings, uh, Kodokumi's had the music videos, makings, offshoots. And I feel like that extra content that they used to put on singles, if we would have been talking five years ago, I would have said singles because of some of the bonuses you got. I bought a single because it had a concert on it before. You know, now with the digital phase, we don't have that as much. And I think also it's costly to do singles with that type of content. But I I do feel like now mini albums are what I gravitate for. But I like, you know, you bringing up the the singles and the different bonuses. Yeah, I I bought a couple of singles. And I mean, they're, they're if like the ones that I have, I mean, I mean, I really like the songs that were on there. But I mean, you know, it's like three songs. If you get the ones with the dvd okay you'll get you'll get a music video and you'll get a, a like a making of but, but you know you're you, you spend 20 30 dollars on a single and you get like maybe 30 minutes of entertainment out of the full thing once you get like all the like all the songs all the music videos and because the making of videos that i've watched are only about the same length as the music video itself. It's only a couple of minutes. It's not like this detailed documentary that's three hours long or anything. It's just like, this is like two or three minutes. And I mean, it's nice to see like behind the scenes sort of glimpse of it. I do like that they include that, but you know, are you getting your value for the money that you spend into it? It's a good, is a good question. And like I said, like, the what singles I do have, I rarely listen to them, especially if I have like the physical single, because you'll you'll put it in and then you know like the, you'll put the CD in and then like you know like five, twelve minutes later it's it, ran it, through it's so done. yeah 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 it's done yep. so it's like oh I guess I guess I need to go swap out discs now or something you know <laughs> or even if so. it, if yep. it was digital like if you had the digital. You, you kind of be like, oh, it repeated again, or even worse, because now they they just leave the instrumental on there. You listen to the instrumentals. <laughs> yep, I mean, there are oh, some yeah. instrumentals I love, and I will say that or they they used to do remixes too. Like you don't want to know how many IU singles I have and how many <laughs> remixes of the lead track. And I know Ken knows what I'm talking about, um, but I went down that rabbit hole back in the day. But they had great Eurobeat remixes fantastic you're talking a 50 minute single or more because of those dang remixes but like you know you said you're listening to the instrumental that happened to me in a couple singles i left it on and then i hear the instrumental and sometimes it's really nice because you actually hear it and it's just a good relaxing vibe sometimes you're like whoa that was jarring now i want to ask you this i know this is kind of coming out of left field here but if you were to recommend one of these things to someone, what would you recommend them? If the artist has a mini album, I would recommend starting there. If they don't, I would honestly recommend an album because it'll at least give you a better feel for that artist than a single. As much as I do love some singles. I I don't know. To me, I I think I would recommend a single first start with a single because it's a lot easier to talk somebody into listening to a song than it is to say oh hey check out this six you know the six or or three or three songs two to three songs compared to like a six song epic thing no i I, yeah I, i feel the same way great where if i were to recommend someone something it would be a single more than than an EP or a mini album. Case in point, we have a friend that we play Final Fantasy with, and that person really likes one song from an anime, and I was only going to get him the single because I think the single is much more pertinent for him to listen to than shove the EP that that song is also a part of on him. I think he would enjoy that a lot more. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I agree 100%. And... If they like the single, that's when you move to 
the mini album because you do real sometimes like you'll look at an album and you're like man that's a commitment you know like I don't know if I want to commit that kind of time especially if they only have one song that I like so that I would do like single mini album and and then if they're hooked on a mini album I like they'll the rest will do it the, the work you don't really need to suggest anything past that so th- that's what I would do or maybe suggest like two or three singles that they might enjoy because yeah like I said I think it's just it's a lot easier to get someone to listen to a singular song than it is like oh hey check out this whole mini album I'm like yeah it's if you don't now like the you... first track, you like like okay, I I checked it out. I didn't like the first track. Like it's just like yeah. Now that you think about it, I've had that happen where someone shoved albums at me like, hey, check these out. I think you'll like the these albums. And then I'll look at it like, I'm not listening to all these. So yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. So thinking about it that way, especially if someone's not familiar with an artist, it does make sense to go with a single first. That way, someone, like you said, will listen to more than one song. I do that with my best friend. Like, if I'm not sure if I'll like the artist, but I'll pick, like, the best song I think it is. And I'll be like, hey, check this song out. And then if he likes it, he ends up going to their discography and checking out more stuff. If he doesn't, you know, no big loss. I can recommend another one or just call it quits. But it, it is a good way to, you know, assess someone's ta- you know taste and try to get them a feel for that artist. Yeah, because... And I know like we've all been there where our experience listening to an artist or a group, sometimes like it takes us a minute to find the right song that we like. And there have been times where there are groups that I thought I really didn't like because they had a song that I thought was miserable, but then they had another song that I, that I really enjoyed. And I think like if you just start them off with like the single side of it, it's a lot easier for them to go well i didn't like that song it's okay all right i'll I'll give you that one try this one instead and so you can kind of mix and match it a little bit more and try to like a multi-pronged approach as opposed to like oh no hit here's here's the mini album and yeah if you don't like track one too bad like you know it's just so this because like if you don't like this is where digital kind of comes in handy as of late this is where where i'll agree that digital is going to be much more superior than a physical with digital i can suggest one song to them from a mini album and be like if they are interested then i will force the entire regular mini album on them <laughs> there but it's a little bit much more better compared to to a physical where they have to invest in getting getting that so to speak yeah yeah, I, I agree with that. It's easier to share one song off something, expe- digital platform-wise, than it is to say, here, borrow my CD, you know, and see if you like it. And then if they don't, God hope you get it back. Anyway, if they like it, God hope you get it back. Um, You know, but it, it's way easier doing that digital. And if they end up liking them, like you send them one song in that mini, that mini album, like you said, Ken, they can just listen to the whole mini album. And a lot of people will like it when, for example, when you send me a song off something, you know, sh- share a song on digital since, you know, we have the same streaming platform, you know, I'll, a lot of the times I'll listen to that one song, but I will also end up continuing down if it's off in mini album, I'll end up listening to that whole thing. Or if I, especially if I really like it, I'll end up diving into that whole artist. But it's a good example of how digital does work. I, although I I honestly think listening to CD in the car is one of the best feelings ever. Because <laughs> you trap them. <laughs> <laughs> that is so you true. You don't know how many people I've trapped in my car and get stuck. And even my husband, who does not like J-pop, likes one song because I trapped him with it. And it's Pom 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 by Caddy Caddy Pum. Or Caddy Pum Pum. Has he uh, watched the music video of the galaxy exploding? Yes, he has. Exploding off her ass. Yeah. It's- Yes, he has. That's probably one of the other reasons he likes it, because it's weird and it's funny. It's amazing. But. It is amazing. Yeah, I I will say, no, I've also trapped people in my car because I I have my phone hooked into my audio system. And so when I'm driving down the road, I just have my phone on. Yeah. And we're (laughs) usually just listening to whatever music I'm playing. So, yeah. But yeah, with that. Let's continue on to this week's music corner here. And Gray, 
you have the lovely chance to introduce us to your artist. So why don't you go ahead and take the reins? Yeah, uh, this is a very special artist, and I'm really excited to bring her to you. Uh, this is an artist I think all of us are kind of familiar with from the onset, but I really wanted to spotlight and give her kind of like a little platform, and that that's Beverly. She is Filipino. That's one of the things a lot of people don't know about her is she's Filipino and She's not that old. Um, she was um, born in 94. Nationally born in the Philippines. Philippines. <laughs> yes. She's not Sorry. she's not a Japanese national to to Yes. That, that's the main point there. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Uh but yeah, cuz she doesn't she's not living in Japan till 2015 and she signed up with Avex in 2016. So Beverly comes from a pretty good family and she's always had a knack for singing. She she sang throughout her childhood, childhood and once out of school. So she began to pursue her singing career by joining various uh, amateur singing competitions. She would go on to compete in the world championship of performing artists, performing arts, excuse me where she won first place in putting her to work with composer Vinay Saturnot. And Saturnot is pretty important because Saturnot has contacts in Japan. And so while she was working with him, she had always, growing up, she was really into anime and Japanese dramas. So... Saturno put her into talks with people that work over at AVEX and she started attending singing and dancing workshops and that led to her signing with AVEX in 2016. And ever since she signed with AVEX, she's been very, very busy. She currently has released three albums, one live album, a mini album, a total of 17 singles that are a combination of physical and digital and she's also contributed to several anime, including Fruits Basket. Uh, she's doing the opening for the new Pokemon movie. And uh, she's also contributed to J-dramas. Uh, the most popular one that I know of is Kamen Rider Build, which is really popular. And yeah, Beverly is really, really great vocalist. I, I was familiar with her work on Common Rider Build. Now, Common Rider Build specifically, her that song is Be the One, and it's actually a Pandora song and it features Beverly, but she is the vocalist for that song. So it it kind of it usually gets lumped in with her. But I I was familiar with her work, and then I heard her song Endless Love that she did with Sota from Dice. And that was really the song that really shifted my in my mind, like what she was. And I really loved that song. I loved her vocal performance in that song. I thought it was stunning and mesmerizing. And so ever since I had heard that, I was really wanting to dig in like more of her stuff. And then I had just recently finished watching Kamen Rider Build. And she also does the theme for the movie, the Be The One movie. And that theme is endless love or not endless love uh everlasting sky and everlasting sky i think is my favorite song that she does it's such a beautiful song and is it really just showcases her talents her vocal performance her ability to sing like she just she has a gorgeous voice and she knows how to use it she knows how to accent and punctuate when she needs to and it's just an amazing amazing song and I absolutely love it. it is easily my favorite song that she does but so I loved going back and listen to like some of her other work and stuff because she has a lot of really good songs and I just really enjoyed my time with her and so I'm I'm pretty curious to hear uh my co-hosts and what are some of their favorite songs by Beverly so I've actually been familiar with Beverly for quite some time. I I want to say it was in early 2018 
when I discovered her and it was the song Love Therapy. And I saw it on YouTube and I thought, oh, this video looks really cute. So I checked it out and that song pretty much sold me off the bat. And I ended up purchasing her 24 album that same year, which is her second album. And I've listened to a, pretty much uh, all her stuff since then. She is a amazing vocalist and she is on par, I think, or almost on par with Sharice, who was also born in the Philippines. And I'm sure most people should be familiar with her, but she is known for her powerful vocals. And Beverly just like, there are some points in some of her music, she really just hits those points, especially in her ballads, like Future, A New Day. I mean, you can hear her strong vocals come out. Baby Don't Cry is another example of how she can utilize it. And that's one of the things I love about her. Even in her upbeat songs, she knows how to utilize the vocal skills she has. And like, uh, Totoy, you can, I mean, it's a fun song, but still you hear the power in that as well. And her ballad home is just gorgeous. I, I mean, I can just not get enough of it. I will say one song I absolutely love, and it is not on any album, is Despacito. Because it has this Latin flavor to it. And Beverly pulls it off perfectly. And she has her voice matched to the melody, the beats. And she just pulls off the best Latin flavor in that song. And it is just fantastic. And I, it is on her new, uh, new Day EP, but it just never made it to an album. And Real quick, Luna, you... You do. You are aware that Despacito is a cover for the Justin Bieber song Despacito. No, because I don't listen to Bieber. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's a cover. She does a great job with that cover I because I don't listen to Bieber. I was going to say that sounds <laughs> so familiar. What, what the hell, Latin Despacito? Hmm, there is another artist. <laughs> So this shows where I don't listen to American music. So some covers I don't know if it's an older like 80s, 90s artist. Yes, I'll know. But Bieber, no, that's out of my range. So, but I love, (laughs) yeah, it's out of my head. So, but I think Despacito, she does a fantastic job on. I've never heard the original, so I can't say anything. But I loved it. And that explains why it it didn't make it onto an album since it was more of a cover. Uh, I also loved her song, Hurting Me. I thought that was amazing, but in general, I pretty much loved all her albums. I thought I regret not buying Infinity, and that's the biggest one I regret not buying. And I'm glad you picked her because it got me to go back and listen to her again because it has been a little bit since I've listened to Beverly. And I will say her new song, Signal, is really good. I enjoyed that one quite well, and I didn't realize she all she had an Xmas song as well. <laughs> so I, I'm very happy that you decided to choose Beverly Gray. I was she's an artist that all three of us really really like. I am very surprised that you didn't mention Endless Harmony though, because it is part of the ending theme song for the last season of Fairy Tale, and I know you love Fairy Tale. <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't. I've only watched like the first 120 episodes of oh, Fairy Tale. Only, so. only the first 120. <laughs> I don't know if it's I over 300 I, episodes. I, I, I don't know if I like it, but you know, only the first 120. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm very surprised. Like I actually diving into her discography, I'm very surprised of how much anime she's a part of. Because I ended up really liking Signal, and that's part of Azure Lane. I did also like uh, Again, which is part of Fruits Baskets, the the remake. So I'm very surprised of it. And obviously, my first exposure to her was when she was a part of Pandora's Be the One. I did, amazingly enough, I really like her English cover of it a whole lot more personally. Because Amen. she she's an Amer she's a very amazing English singer. And and that kind of goes from where she was living. She she was brought up very well and very rich. I should say that much. But 
what it's funny is so you you know you were mentioning Sartorno there and he's actually a very famous Filipino singer in the Philippines so that's one of the reasons why he has such a a connection to Avex there because he has ties with the Filipino um, music industry as well Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like, I thought it was cool. And one of the things that I, I really love about Beverly is just her, her story, just being like a fan of anime, being a fan of J dramas and just wanting to kind of like get in the industry. I, I love the story of fans who go on to contribute to things that they enjoy. And I, I really like that, that Beverly's journey kind of led her to, to here. And you know, I, I hope that, you know, she continues because, you know, sometimes like once you get in the industry, like it's not as nice and glamorous as, as it is like from the well, outside looking in. So not to, <laughs> not, not, not to say nothing, but it's very difficult for someone who is not of full Japanese to be fairly popular in the industry. Let's just say that much. Yes. Yeah. Completely agreed. So, Yeah. I, I really loved her journey, but yeah, I, kn- I knew she, like she was somebody like we were all kind of familiar with and, and, but I, I did want to pick her. I, I did want to, like I said, give her a platform and I, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed going back and listening to her a bit because I, I, like I said, I, I mostly just listened to her all week. I really, really loved my time with her and I think she's just a great vocalist and you know, I like I, said, I recommend "Everlasting Sky." That's my favorite song that she that she's done. But it there's she doesn't really have a bad song. Like you can pick about any song and you'll get some enjoyment out of it because she's a, an amazing vocalist and it's just you you can see it in any song you pick. I agree. I feel like she does have a song for everyone, especially with like Ken said, her very impressive English skills. I mean, she has full songs in English and English versions of songs as well. I feel like all her music is very, very enjoyable. And just her powerful vocals alone, I would say are enough to pull anyone in. I mean, her music is definitely more poppy. So if you don't mind, like the the really happy-go-lucky pop music. And I mean, but she also has some great ballads as well. So, I mean, if I had to choose one song in particular, I personally love Love Therapy, but that's also because it was a song that got me into her. I also think Be The One is a fantastic song, even though it's Pandora featuring Beverly. And um, I I have a feeling she'll probably get more popular with, as she did one of the endings to the New Fruits Baskets called Again. Yeah, if I were to recommend a song, obviously Be The One is up there on on that and then endless harmony i've really loved my time with that song a whole lot more than i thought and this is kind of surprising me like i said i've known of her and i've been a fan of her in the background but going in deep really kind of opened to my eyes about her so i'm very thankful that you were able to do her this week so I am very thankful as well it was great going back and revisiting her and now i need to get the two albums i'm missing definitely glad to hear it so with that let's continue on to this week's oricon here and <laughs> nothing really really changed to be perfectly honest so at number 10 it is kai kai kitano by eve i've you know with the continuing trend of um what is what i keep forgetting what that anime and jujutsu kaisen is that, that that what is it? It's uh, uh Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, we saying that. I, yes. I, I don't really pay attention to anime all that much, so. <laughs> I need to get back to it because I watched the first two episodes, but the opening, yeah, it, it's good. I, I will say this has grown on me because I have watched like the first two episodes yeah, of it, so like, like I know it like in the context. You know. In the background, you know how we always say that the song needs to match the series. Yeah, this song matches the series very much well. <laughs> very, very well. Very, very well. Yeah. So, but yeah, this week it saw the lovely twenty three thousand three hundred and forty two points, and going on up, it is number nine. It is Homura by Lisa. Dipping down here just a little bit, but it is what it is. It's it'll probably come back right up once the the Western release for Mugen Train comes out, because I know this is a 
it's an inevitability at this point. But Homura this week it sold a lovely 26,890 points. And going on up to number 8 is Kaibutsu by Yao. So be personally I can see I know why because they hit a very important arc in the anime for Bay Stars. So. And probably just it being that Yao be kind of really helped. So this week it sold a lovely 27,661 points. And going on up to number seven, it is Step and a Step by Need You. Nothing more we can say here. But this week it's all the lovely 29,571 points. And going on up to number six, it is Yodonika Keru by Yael Sobi. It's really funny that four, five, and six, and seven is the same. And it's the songs that we've been kind of going over for the past weeks. So, but... This week it sold Yodini Kakiru sold a lovely 34,598 points. And going on up to number 5, it is Dynamite by BTS. Good for BTS. This song has been dominating the charts ever since it came on, so good for them. And continuing on up to number 4, it is Boku wa Boku o Tsukini Naru by Nogizaka46. I mean, for, for them, having this reboot single, was it's good for them, so... This week it's all the lovely 41,653 points. Going on up to number 3, it is Usewa by Aldo. And this week it's all the lovely 48,758 points. Going on up to number 2, it is Dry Flower by UD. Once again, I have understand the appeal for this song a little bit more because I've been, I actually sat down and listened to it a lot now. So it's it's becoming that lemon effect for me, where originally I didn't really care for it, but now it's kind of winning me over. But this week it sold a lovely 50,118 points. And you know what's funny? We dogged on this all last week, but I don't see the SKE song anywhere. No, Koichi, it's nowhere to be found. Koichi, no flag, so that's... That tells you how much it was supposed to be. It's a Judina San song and it didn't even keep up. But continuing on up to number one, it is Kimito Nitai Sekai by Kanjani 8. Now, this was a very interesting release as this was a ballad done by Kanjani 8. And this is one of the first ballads we heard by them. So, what did you guys think of it? Let's start with you, Luna. So, I'm super iffy. And I think both Ken and Gray know this, and everyone listening on Kanjani 8. But I thought Kimito Mitai Sekai was actually pretty decent. I thought their vocals were good. It had a beautiful melody. I'm still not, however, 100% sold, though, on Kanjani 8. Because it also wasn't what I was expecting from them as well. But it was a nice surprise, I'm just kind of indifferent on it because I think it's a decent track, but I'm also not going to go out and be like, oh my god, I have to have this. But for me saying it's okay, I guess that's a step in one direction. But I I still feel like I haven't heard a song by them that just makes me jump out of my shoes like, oh my god. And I I would love to hear one, but... Kimito Mitaisekai did not do that for me, but I still think it's solid and a very nice ballad and a nice change of pace. Uh, yeah, uh, just to jump, piggyback off up a little bit of what Luna was talking about. Uh, Kimi, Kimito Mitaisekai, I wound up really, really liking. I thought I thought this was a great track. And yes, I, I do agree with what Luna is trying to say. It's not quite in Kanjani 8 style. And it's it's really hard to gauge the song because it's like, was it, am, do I like the group or just because they mixed up the styles that, you know, like it's kind of hard to gauge that overall reaction. But if we're judging the song just on its merits alone, I love the song. I thought it was really good. The melody was gorgeous. The guy's vocal work is done really, really well. They harmonize fantastic. They carry their notes really beautifully done. And 
I, I did. I thought this was their strong, their strongest song that I that I personally have heard. I thought this was their best song, and so I will say this is easily my favorite Kanjani Eight song that we've done. And this is a group that I've really, really wanted to like, and I've really struggled getting into them. So I'm really eager to see what they do next. I'm interested to see. Are they going to go back to that Johnny style that they did have, or is there? Are they going to try to go in like a newer direction? I'm, I th- I think they just. I'm going to spoil this for you here, Gray. They are. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I would expect. And and I, honestly, I want them to, because I I I really want to know what is the song a one off or not in my mind. And if they don't go back to that style, I, in my mind, I'll never know. So I, I kind of hope they go back to that style, and I, and that's the that's their bread and butter anyways. And I would never expect them to completely deviate from it anyways. But I I did I I really really like this song, and I think you you know if you like like a good ballad number, I th- I think this is a great song for anyone to pick up and listen to. Yeah, this is a very strong ballad done by them, and probably one of the better songs that I did like from them from since we've done the show so it's it's good that they they did this this style of song but unfortunately it didn't sell well in my opinion compared to previous Kanjani 8 songs it only sold like a lovely 218,525 points here but I mean it is what it is I'm not gonna say too much about it, it it's a strong song and they needed this they really needed this I think Oh yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, I, I hadn't noticed it, but when you said that the numbers were down, yeah, I'm like, ooh, you're right. You know, it, it's all good. I mean, you know, two hundred eighteen thousand is a good number, but for Kanjani Eight, it is a little bit on the low side. So that, eh, well, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was surprised to see the numbers under like four hundred thousand, because usually a lot of the Johnny's groups hits a pretty high number, or even three hundred. Con Johnny eight, even three hundred, even three hundred. So, yeah. So I'm a little bit surprised by that. Um, I mean, I, I, I like that this direction better than what they were, better than what we've heard that's been in the charts. I'm going to specify that. But yeah, I'm just surprised. You know the the numbers. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to the albums here real fast. And nothing all too exciting here. You got Idol Master. There's stuff here. Oh, Yanezu Kenji with Stray Sheep down to number eight now. We got Two Mix with their 25th anniversary Two Mix album. You got the book by you also be a little bit down here on number six. You got a <laughs> Love Live Sunshine first solo concert album for Matsuda Kanon. Would you like that, Luna? <laughs> Is that one of your your characters from Aquars that you would like? I do like her, and I didn't know this was being released. This is really tempting. Yes, that's a first solo concert. So now after that, you got One Wish EP by Man with a Mission, and then you got Millennium Parade, the Millennium Parade by Millennium Parade, and then you got finally. Sekai no Owari, their 2010 to 2019 best of album, which is so sad because this was supposed to be released last year before their The Eye album. And like the ongoing pandemic really messed up their schedule. <laughs> I felt so bad for them. <laughs> but I do too. I'm glad to see it on here and it at number one. It's just unfortunate it wasn't able to be released when they wanted it to. Yeah. But yeah. With that, I want to say thank you so much for listening to the, the, this week's episode of Ungakidi. You can find us on all all social media, Twitter and Instagram at Ungakidu. You can find the website at ongakidu.com. You can also find our affiliates, Corey Hunter. He is a variety Twitch streamer, which you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Corey Hunter. K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a another variety streamer who just finished good all Glover and you can check him out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T 
can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who is probably very, very excited for Monster Hunter Rise. So you can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name. She is a, also another variety streamer who is very, very strong for the Zelda community. So she was freaking the hell out about Skyward Sword Remaster. But you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl has no name. F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the gaming podcast that I do with Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl called Potasaurus. This week's episode, we talked about a lovely things and how we failed to guess what what person was going to be announced for Smash. I was laughing so hard about that. We are also talking about good old Vagrant Story and grinding to time constraints for JRPGs. You can check it out by looking up Crow Hunter, same as the as his Twitch name on all podcast streaming services. You can also you can check me out on Twitter at OTYKen1, where you can see me talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboco Herobo, and more Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at Ongaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So if you're interested in what I'm doing, follow me there. And you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social media sites, such as Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, and Twitter at Lunamaria87. And you can find me on Instagram, where I've been frequently posting a little bit more as Nerdy Collector Luna, where you can see what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, my overwhelming collection, and my cat. But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakiryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you next time. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. We'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.